Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Thank you, Farad, and thank you, my fellow baby boomers. Welcome to the show that's all about you, another day above ground. And we've got another exciting show for you today, and by we, I mean my two partners who are joining me. From beautiful Colorado, the uh, mountain high, not the mountain high, mile high, mile high mountain is what you live on, Carolyn Strauss. (laughs) Yeah. And from Indiana, we have the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. Hey, the Congress just passed the $1.9 trillion, 800-page stimulus package so loaded with pork that it's being sued for trademark infringement by Jimmy Dean. (laughs) (laughs) And now you get to interview me because that is not going in the show. And then the uh, and then the big problem, you know, as far as I see, it's come up in the last week, is with Dr. Seuss. His people have decided to take some of his books and not publish them anymore because they have offensive characteristics. Well, I'm sorry, but if you find green eggs offensive, let me just say all eggs matter. I don't care what color they are. So, uh, so bring back Dr. Seuss. Bring back Mr. Potato Head. He's gone. Who's next? Mr. Clean, Mr. Uh, Mr. Muffins, and Mr. Donut. You know. Uh, what about what about what about uh, Mr. Coffee? Mr. Coffee. There you go. And Manwich. What's that going to be? Boy, and after to? Aunt Jemima got sent packing, Mrs. Butterworth thought she was off the hook. But <laughs> apparently well, they- not. There's a lot of things, uh, so, so many things going on in this cancel culture in which we uh, are now ensconced. I don't know what's uh, what's real and what's not real anymore. Here's the thing, though, right? We What are we going to do? Everything that's inappropriate that happened 10 years or more ago, we're done. So we only talk about what's happened now, but now is now not now. Now is in the past. So, like, what, not, you can't do anything that, that matters anymore? Seriously, like, stuff that you did three years ago. Let's say that you're Andrew Cuomo, and three years ago you hit on an intern. First of all, have you met a 50-something-year-old single Italian man? I, I, I Why, mean, you want his we, number? Absolutely. <laughs> but the point is, Sure. <laughs> Sure. And with Bill Clinton, I wouldn't have washed the dress. Have you met him in person? Charming, right? So, I mean, there are all of these things. And yes, we should respect people's personal space. Yeah. But what, we can't have this conversation anymore? Seriously, I'm going to get canceled. You guys are going to have to find another person given the opening that we did of this show just now. (laughs) I'm going to get canceled. You guys are going to cancel me because I'm so inappropriate. So we're all inappropriate. We all screw up. I mean, come on. On, I'm I. I don't know what to do anymore. It's not fun anymore. Well, yeah. it's 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 only the famous people that are getting caught. Oh, all right. I mean, you so know, I right? Have I, you, we got nothing to worry about. We ain't never gonna get caught or in the headlines. No, it's only if you're famous. You know. Yeah. Actually, if we were famous, we would probably have been uh, busted for harassing Carolyn long ago. <laughs> Is it harassment if I choose to be on the call? 
I don't call you out on it. So here's the thing. I think you can only call it harassment if you call it out when it's happening. So let's say that I was hanging out with Andrew Cuomo and I was, let's say I was working for him and he came over and I don't know, touched my hair, touched my face and asked if I've ever dated a man his age, right? My answer would be, well, duh, but, but, <laughs> but for normal people, <laughs> right? If he does, I'd say, you know what? This is a place of work. I don't think we should have this conversation. If at that point he doesn't back off, that's harassment. And what's that it's... in my hand? What did you put there? <laughs> <laughs> right? I think I think we're we're vilifying people for being who they are in the past. And that's what's upsetting to me. Now I'd vilify them no matter what. You know, if they if they ever did anything bad, they're worthy of getting vilified. Seriously, Dale, you, I mean, you and I'm I have not been famous. friends for like 15 years, dude. I mean, they're doing that in Chicago now as they want to take down all these statues. Christopher Columbus, Abraham Lincoln for crying out loud because, you know, somebody's offended by what they might have said in the past. I, you know, no. History's history. Leave it alone and learn from it and, and do better. It's personally, personally, I don't mind having statues of uh, 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 infamous per- persons ar- around the city, uh, because what, 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 what a more fitting tribute tribute to an awful person than uh, to be used for eternity as a pigeon's toilet. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like, that's like the two pigeons where I met a genie, and the genie said, "What would you like to do?" Said, "We'd like to be uh, we'd like to be human for just a day." And so they uh, they were human for a day, and they went up to some guy, and then one pigeon said to the other, "says Okay, you keep them here while I crap on them." <laughs> <laughs> and I may have told that joke wrong, but I don't really care. <laughs> no, but the Dr. Seuss thing. I mean, look, you guys have grandchildren. Dale, you have a granddaughter, right? Have yes, you, you've I been do. reading, I'm sure, Dr. Yes, Seuss I have. Her. Yes, I, I mean, have. Is she going to grow up like being racist because of something that she reads in a Dr. Seuss book when she's two? I don't believe so. No. Me either. Well, but, uh, then, here's a couple books. Here's a couple books I remember from my childhood, and I wonder if there's even still around anymore. Uh, is uh, uh, number one is uh, the the very famous Little Black Sambo. Oh yeah, Sambo. Yeah, he's not around anymore. Yeah, turned it, into it, butter. It's uh, well, no, the tiger's dead. Tiger turned into butter. And yeah. and, uh, and and actually, this is this is interesting. Little Black Sambo was not African American. He wasn't even African. He was Indi- He was Indian. Wow. There are no tigers in There are no tigers in Africa. <laughs> There's no Sambos in India. So. <laughs> well, no, it's actually I think I think it's actually an Indian name. And, and when the butters chased around the, each other around the tree, they did they turned into ghee, not actually butter. They turned into ghee, but they changed that word when it came to the United States because most Americans, at least when we were kids, had no idea what ghee was. Yeah, and many of us still don't. But um. <laughs> it's clarified butter. You can buy it on the jar in the uh, uh, Asian foods part of your oh, grocery wow. store. Which, uh, sure, it's delicious. Are we going to be able to have an Asian foods part of the grocery store? Isn't that like cultural appropriation, calling it the Asian foods yeah, part the, of the grocery yeah, store? Yeah, I understand they're actually doing that. And it's, yeah, oh, 
and you know, you see, you saw, you saw, you saw Dale's neighborhood. Dale comes from a neighborhood so white that that the ethnic foods aisle is where they keep the rice and mayonnaise <laughs> <laughs> and Wonder Bread. <laughs> yeah, I think I think when does this when does this pendulum stop? Is what I'm wondering because you guys are comedians, Tim. You're about to go on stage next week, the week after. What do you even talk about now? That, oh, that you don't get people yelling at you for. Uh, I don't. I don't care. That make to me that makes it funnier. <laughs> well, yeah. Yes, we've been doing this show for more than two years. Yes, that does make it funnier. I hope. <laughs> right? We just do this for comic effect. We don't mean it, but well, it's but certainly not. For Tim the is money. an equal opportunity annoyer. So no matter what you are, he can tick you off. <laughs> Well, no matter what you are, you know, you got to know what you are and you got to know what you do. And once you know who you are and what you do, you got to let other people know that. And to do that, this is the longest segue ever, you need public relations. So what we wanted to do is to get a public relations expert on the show to tell you what you need to do as a baby boomer. If you've got an idea, if you've got something to sell, if you've got a business, or if you just want to be on TV, you need to do it through public relations. So we have the king of public relations, Mr. Mitchell Davis. Mitchell is the, uh, is the uh, publisher of the broadcast interview source, which he'll tell us about. He's also in charge of, uh, of expert Click.com, which you'll tell us about, and uh, coming to us from beautiful Washington, D.C. Welcome to another day above ground, Mitchell. Thank you. Always a pleasure to be here. How's uh, What's happening in Washington? Anything? No riots, I hope? Well, it's 55 degrees. They still got the fence up. You know, it, it's just what it's going to be. That fence isn't coming down. Wow. You know, the fence around the, around the Capitol. Wow. Everybody's got a fuss about it, but it's just going to be like the fence. It's going to be like they closed Pennsylvania Avenue. It's just they don't back up once they once they get security here. I wonder. Right. I wonder if you push your kids through, though, you can you can catch up with them later. No, no, no. It's got the barbed wire on it too. It's just well, we got, okay, have to throw them then. Okay, just throw them over. Throw the them. Right, Bring yeah. the dog. Dig a tunnel. People, get creative. <laughs> no, we don't want them tunneling into the Capitol. That would be another bad idea. Because you know, those people know how to move earth, how to use earth moving equipment. So, uh, anyhow, Mitchell, let's talk about public relations. What's the value of public relations for either a person or a business? To get the story straight, so people a find you. Help! They need they need to know what you do. They need to know how to find you, and they need to know you want and welcome talking to people. So the whole question is first being found, second having them know what you do because that's your expertise, and the third level is letting people know yes, you you're available to be talked to. One of the challenges of some of of get of of talk show hosts and the media finding guests is they can search Google, but they find people and then they can't get through to them. They, they, they get total runaround or there's no contact information. I do, my people get press room pages, they get contact information, they get contact email. The journalist coming to my system knows my people have skin in the game and want to be interviewed. And, and that's very important to the journalist because they want to know why this person wants to be interviewed. 
it's just a question of are there are they an expertise? Do they have a a a point of view as to what they're about? Or were they harassed by Andrew Cuomo? <laughs> That's a good way to get an interview right now. Oh, if only. Anyway. <laughs> so is that what uh, is that what the uh, what the broadcast interview source presents to uh, to people who are in uh, the media? Is all of these sources for different interviews? Exactly, and we send out an email feed. Or here are the people that are available right now. Today's email feed was about a book about the Frugal Gambler, which is a a book about how you can go to Vegas and do comps and literally go with, with players' comps, not spend anything but go to the casinos and gamble. Uh, the second guy was talking about the ratios of how much money people have saved for retirement. And the third one was a was a diet expert and talked about, and, and, and if we we're thinking about how to save weight, you know, there's little things you can do like, not put the whole platters of food on the table, but bake up the, the, the dishes in the kitchen and serve it restaurant style. You know, little things like that can make a big difference. I think, so, uh, I think the easiest way to, to, to save money on gambling is uh, uh, take the money that you have to that you're able to spend, put half of it back in your suitcase and burn the other half. You, you'll, <laughs> you'll always leave Vegas with money that way. <laughs> so Mitchell, can anybody, all of us baby boomers, we've all been on the planet for at least 55 years. So we all have some expertise. Would all of us want some kind of a PR person? No, 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 not everybody. Because there's a triangle here. And the triangle is really simple. If you can't complete the triangle, there's no reason for you to want publicity. And the triangle basically is if you want to be available and spend the effort and the money and the publicity to be found, then the media finds you, the expert finds you, the potential client finds you. But if you don't have something to sell, something to monetize the relationship of people who contact you, well, then why do you want to put your expertise out there unless there's a way to make money with it? And the journalist wants to find people who have that motivation to be found because they like the fact they, that the expert wants to monetize and serve the people they're being talked to. So just because you're an expert doesn't mean you want publicity unless you can make the publicity turn into monetization and value. Well, Carolyn, I think, wants to be found by single wealthy men. Amen. What kind of PR would that be? <laughs> or amen. Yeah. Yeah. Because she wants to monetize yeah. her hobby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's the idea sometimes. You know, it's just but, the expertise yeah. that I'm missing, Tim. There's just no expertise here, apparently. <laughs> but but the, the question is sometimes people get out there and want to promote things. And I'm going like, Where's the value of how can you provide value to the listener? Because if you can, the journalist wants to find people who can benefit their readers, listeners, and viewers. That's the reason they'll do an interview. That here's information that's, and there's, there's two types of information. There's need to know information, there's want to know information. Need to know information like the weather, like consumer information, like how you can protect yourself, all those things that the journalist wants to share because the reader, listener, viewer really needs to know this information. 
then there's want to know information like last night's Oprah show. That's not need to know information. That's want to know. Is it, it, you want to know how did Oprah turn it into a $3 million deal and not pay the Royal Sussex anything? <laughs> well, actually, it, 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 actually, person, personally, uh, that, that last night's interview fit into neither the need to know or want to know category. <laughs> well, it wasn't news, it was feature. And they made sure people knew it was feature and not news. Yeah, Tim, you didn't grow up wanting to be a princess. Yeah. All of us women who grew up wanting to be princesses, of course, you know, I was I thought it would be Diana. You know, I thought I'd be Diana because I was the same age. I just wasn't blonde. You had to be but, a virgin, though. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, Mitchell. All right, Mitchell. So tell us about what people, what business people need to do to get publicity to their local businesses? They want to fully define exactly what they do. I was just I was just working on an account for a New York City personal injury attorney. He comes and says, well, I'm a personal injury attorney. And I told him, no, you aren't a personal injury attorney. You're a personal injury lawyer because people look for lawyers much more often than they look for attorneys. And if you go to Google Trends and you put in the two words to compare the search level, the, the attorney gets like a tenth of the search level the lawyer gets. Huh. So you've got to be very defined on your exactitude of what you're selling. You can't be all over the place. I try to because avoid lawyers for, and attorneys myself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, well so wait a minute, Mitchell, stop. That was really valuable. Google Trends. Do you just go to googletrends.com and type in, let's say that I'm a chocolate manufacturer, which I would love to be. Um, do you just type in chocolate manufacturer and see what shows up? Well, you might you might type in chocolate manufacturer versus chocolate store versus chocolate by mail versus mm. versus versus and then you want to you want to use the Google tools to figure out what keywords people are searching on because it does you no good to be listed on something unless people are searching for that thing. And you know, do, not, and do not type in chocolate highway because you'll get the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, That's actually trending in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> What people are searching for, and you can see what's searching around the around the world they're searching for. So yeah, you've got to define what you're looking for because you want to be what people are searching on. So you may not want to be chocolate factory, you know that that's Willy Wonka. You know, if if you've got the movie Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, yeah, you want to be chocolate factory. But people are trying to buy the DVD there. They're, they're thinking about acquiring chocolate from you. Hmm. Hmm. And you might want to put your city in there, too. Because a lot of the time, search needs to know what city you're in. And you, you don't know? want Willy Wanker's Chocolate Factory, because that, oh that's, <laughs> that's not the one for the kids. No. All right, Mitchell. So so why do people come to you, and and how can we best use your genius? People come to me because I'm able to help them define what they're marketing. 
I'm able to help them get search engine traction. I'm able to help them get news media interviews. Um, I'm able to help them get over the fact that if they're going to get traction, they have to do something. Um, the advertiser, the member who comes in and, and gets this really nice profile with me and wiggles and wiggles and changes his profile seven times is going to get much less traction than the person who sends news releases and pounds out on a weekly basis two news releases using search engine keywords. I'm getting those engines into Google News. I'm pushing it out 10 different ways. And that person is now getting traction on those keywords. And they're repeating themselves with different focus on the little, little different. And they're also beginning to say, well, what keywords are people advertising on? Because if people are advertising on keywords, that shows what people are searching on. So I'm hearing you saying that consistency in PR is really important, right? So you say the same well, thing in not, think about different it this ways. Way. Is the journalist going to call you when you want to be interviewed? Or is the journalist going to call you when they're looking for somebody to be, to be interviewed like you? It's, it, it's, it's the dance where the journalist asks the question. Mm. So it's the eHarmony versus Tinder. I got it. <laughs> here's a here, here's a question, Mitch. Um, you're you're talking a lot about Google, but there are a couple other search engines. They're not as popular. Would you just would you just ignore those or and focus on Google, or do you actually hit all the search engines? Well, if I was buying pay per click advertising for people, yeah, you might want to pick up and run some ads on Bing or Yahoo too. Okay. And, but, but because you want, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't a business where we're running pay-per-click advertising for people or using organic advertising. You've got, you've got just, if you, if you get it organic, correct for Google, it's going to be correct for the other ones. Ah. And Bing is easier to get good results in. Google is just tough, but you know, that's just one of the challenges you have. Well, is, why, why is, why is Bing easier? Uh, Bing seems to more focus on the content when I have specific, specific participant name keywords in my system. Bing seems to find them more often than Google does. Huh. Uh, it's just a part of, the, part of the difference. And also you can buy Bing for a lot cheaper keywords than you buy Google because you're paying per click. Uh, so yeah, and we've done we've done pay per click for people. Um, pay per click can be expensive. Pay per click can be totally a business of how do you track? Sure, you're paying cost per action. You're paying for the click, okay? And then from that click, you've got to somehow generate a conversion into buying something. And some things you buy are not that simple. They're not as simple as click to see the ad, buy the product. It, it's, it's a tough thing when you're selling a motivational speaker and they're going to look for 10 different speakers. They're going to look at the websites. There's going to be a memo about the different sites. There's going to be five other people looking at the three selected speakers. You're never going to get back to who, whose ad they saw when, when they made the selection. 
So for speakers, it's real tough to get pay-per-click action. And for a lot of things like that, unless you have an immediate thing to buy, you can't validate the pay-per-click. Sorry, not none to interrupt. I have one quick question. What is your most successful PR placement for somebody who's worked with you? Did you get them on Oprah? Did you get them on um, 60 Minutes? Did you get them on Dateline? Well, okay. What's you've what's your most successful? Show. Yes, I've gotten people on Oprah. That that's that's really simple. You know, I I got one lady in Oprah who was a shaken baby syndrome expert, and Oprah was doing a show on on child abuse, and they flew her out, put her on a show. And then the year, a year later, I said, do you want to renew? She said, why? I've been on Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I, because she didn't have a way to monetize being on Oprah. Okay. I think the most successful thing we've got is one of my clients got a half page in the International Herald Tribune uh, about cruises in, the Viet Cong, in, in Vietnam, up and down the rivers in Vietnam on a cruise ship. Now, why is that a good hit? It's a good hit because the people reading the International Health Tribune are international travelers. So you're reaching people who can buy what the what the what the client wants. I think so it's a lot. Think, I think it's a lot harder to get on Oprah now. You got to you got <laughs> you got to marry a prince. And I was say I was going to say as far as. Uh, uh, as far as going up and down the river in Vietnam, a good friend of mine did that in the 70s as a swift boat captain. <laughs> and he didn't have a good to say about that. Run, Forrest, run! Uh, <laughs> yeah, the entertainment was lacking and the food was horrible. Yeah, well, you, you never know. You know, it's that all. You, you, some people love that smell of napalm in the morning. <laughs> there you go, Mitchell. How can I, let's say I have a, a small business or I have a reason to get the PR out there? How do people uh, How do people get in touch with you to to find out more details? Well, they can go to expertclick.com, which That's is all. our website, expertclick.com, or they can just call the office at two zero two three 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 five thousand. Mitchell Davis, we'd like to thank you so much for joining us today and telling us how we can uh, how we can make our ideas, our products, our businesses known around the world uh, through through public relations. And we encourage you to contact Mitchell at uh, expertclick.com or the phone number, which once again was 202-333-5000. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us, Mitchell, and hopefully uh, we'll see all of us on the Oprah Show. That's the plan. All right. Thank you very much. Once again, we'd like to thank Mitchell Davis for uh, joining us and, and telling us kind of how PR works. I mean, I, I was never really sure what it could do and what the benefits were, but I, I know more now than I did before. So contact him if you'd like to know even more of what he told us. Other than that, it's been another uh, been another week above ground, and we're so happy that you're here with us. Please visit our website, anotherdayaboveground.com. You can read about all of us, you can listen to all of our shows, and there's uh, even bonus material. So uh, please do that. Other than that, Carolyn, any last words for the listeners? No, just enjoy the beautiful days when you get them, because there's more and more of them. And um, yeah, we'll get our hour back soon, I promise, in like six months. Ah, you optimist. How about you, Tim? Hey, uh, here's my PR. Go to timslegel.com or just Google Tim Slegel. That's all you have to do. I got a high SEO. So, uh, Ooh, 
But if you Google Carolyn Strauss, you're going to get the, the cool one who um, is the senior vice president at HBO. And she is the executive producer for Game of Thrones. So you have to search a little bit to find me. I come up second. But isn't that funny that Carolyn Strauss, the famous one, she's kind of awesome. Well, and if you Google Dale Irvin, you're either going to get me or you're going to get this minister from, I think, somewhere in Ohio, also named Dale Irvin, who's probably very upset that I took the, uh, <laughs> I, I got the website, you know. Boy, but, wouldn't uh, it be funny if he got hired for a speaking gig, Carolyn? <laughs> and uh, they say, hey, well, what do you want me to talk about? Well, your, your work on Game of Thrones. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. oh I, get, I get emails for her all the time because I, too, own carolynstrauss.com and and I get emails all the time mostly from students like graduate students saying dear Ms. Strauss I love your work and I'm always flattered and then I'm like could you please you know call me because I'm writing a paper on Game of Thrones or I'm writing writing a paper on the history of HBO can you please call me and I've actually become a really nice person and I send back and say you want the other Carolyn Strauss but if you're looking for a keynote speaker for your conference call, <laughs> how could you not? How could you not do that interview? Oh, exactly. Not, oh my! Oh, I am nice. so glad there was no Tim Slagle working on Game of Thrones because I would. <laughs> oh yeah, that Daenerys! What a slut! Oh my God! We caught her in with one of the dragons once. Best part of the show was the midget. We're doing another one, all midgets. That's all we're going to have in there, riding ponies. It'll be beautiful. My friends, that's it. Go out and enjoy your day. It's another day above ground. Tell your friends and be back with us right here next week. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening. <laughs>